Hey, how are we all doing? Don't you just love the rain? I love the rain. I love the rain. So tonight I'm going to talk about connections. And uh, yeah, I'll try and keep it short because I know it's getting a bit late. But I have to start with a joke. So, a man joined a big multinational company as a trainee. And on his first day, he dialed the kitchen and shouted down the phone, get me a cup of coffee, now. The voice from the other side responded, you've dialed the wrong number. Do you know who you're talking to? No, he replied, the, retra- the trainee. It's the managing director of the company. The trainee replied, and do you know who you're talking to? No, replied the managing director angrily. Thank God, replied the trainee as he put the phone down. (laughs) Yeah. After years of hard work, an ambitious yuppie books himself on a Caribbean cruise. He has the time of his life until the boat sinks and he ends up on a desert island. A month later, the man looks out to sea and sees a gorgeous woman rowing to the shore. He asks her, where's she come from? I was shipwrecked last year, she says. I've been stranded on the other side of the island. Where did you get the rowboat? Oh, I made it out of gum tree and palm branches, she replies. But you had no tools, he says. I used volcanic rocks to whittle the wood and eucalyptus jelly as glue. And the woman takes the man to the other side of the island and leads him into an elaborate bungalow with ceiling fans and furniture she made out of the vines. The man can't believe his eyes. Is this something you've been desiring while you've been alone, she says. You know. Do you mean, he whispers, I can check my email from here. Okay. Wasn't what she was offering. Uh, So um, my kids um, made a lot of fun of me when I joined Instagram because... hmm, Yes, my lovely children. Because uh, my little tagline was, hey, love to connect. (laughs) And it's become a joke in my family. Now, I don't see the funny side of it because, you know, I was actually being thoroughly genuine. Hey, I love to connect. And I'm not quite sure why they still are mocking me. (laughs) But anyway... um, I do love to connect, and I think connection is, is a really important thing. This week, we, uh, we decided that um, we, we weren't really enjoying the chlorine in the water. Who's enjoying the chlorine? <laughs> yeah. And so we decided that we were going to put a water filter on, on our taps, right? So the thing is, with these water filters, is you've actually got to make sure all the connections are good. And not only the connections have to be good, but you have to get all the air out of the system. You've got to get all the junk out of the system. So the second day we had the water filter, I'm standing in the shower and it's like trickle, 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 trickle. It wasn't fun. There was no really good water pressure. And so we got the plumber back and he looked it through and he said, oh yeah, um, there's a bit of a, wrong connection here. So it means that the good water that should be coming through the pipes isn't. Now, one of the things that can happen in life is preventing our connections and preventing a good flow of stuff in our life 
is we haven't got good connections. And so actually everything in life is about connections. And to, tonight I want to address three, three points. And that's connection with ourselves. Did you know that's important? Uh, connection with others. Also another point. And the third one is our connection with God. And so when we're not in healthy connection in these areas of our life, relationships can break down and we find ourselves disconnected from our friends, our family, people that we work with, our spouses. And we also find ourselves disconnected from God. So I'm gonna start with connecting with ourselves. Are you connected with yourself? Are you self-aware? Do you know who you are? Throughout childhood, a basic need that we all have is the emotional, the, the need for love and emotional connection. When we receive this, we feel worthy and lovable. But many of us grow up without these needs being adequately met. And this lack of connection can have far-reaching physical and psychological consequences as we grow up. Not experiencing loving connection as a child can lead to feeling of deep yearning in adulthood. Unfortunately, trying to get this connection from others rather than learning to connect with ourselves and others can lead to many personal and relationship problems. There's a doctor in the States, Dr. Margaret Paul, who says, our passion and our creativity thrive through our connection with our feelings. When we disconnect from our feelings to protect against pain, we also shut out joy, creativity and passion. Love and joy live in the same place in the heart as loneliness and heartbreak. When we shut down trying to not feel our loneliness and heartbreak, we also shut down our ability to feel love and joy. And this is a very sad way to live. When we disconnect from ourselves, we can become depressed and feelings of loneliness and isolation can overwhelm us. And this can really hinder our relationships because if we're not able to take responsibility or acknowledge our own feelings, we're going to struggle to have significant healthy relationship with others. And when we disconnect from ourselves, we can turn to addictive behaviours to comfort ourselves. If we don't have compassion for ourselves, Destructive behaviours like self-harm and our ability to show compassion for others disappears. You may think you're right all the time, but God thoroughly examines our motives. He sees our heart and He sees what we think. He knows our thoughts. And the thing is with that is that He knows all there is. And sometimes uh, we can see things, particularly in childhood, we might observe something, but we might interpret it in a poor way. Children are great observers, poor interpreters. So you don't have to live this way. You can learn to connect within and you can learn to move your focus from outward focus, trying to get love and connection from others, to inner, learning to truly love yourself and others. And we can learn to shift from avoiding feeling our painful feelings to compassionately embracing them with a desire to learn what they're telling us. 
we can learn to take loving care of ourselves and experience the deep joy of sharing our love with others. So above all, in Proverbs it says, above all, guard the affections of your heart for they affect all that you are. Pay attention to the welfare of your innermost being for from there flows the wellspring of life. Are you paying attention to the welfare of your innermost being? Or are you just trying to uh, silence what is happening in your head uh, with different behaviours? might be substances. It might be dysfunctional relationships. Dr. Martin Luther King says, there are many different ways by which we may seek to understand the human being. Biology, sociology and psychology give us windows into the mystery that we are. But the biblical story gives us the most foundational insight. We are creatures made in God's image and are loved and cherished by God. You are to love the Lord Yahweh, your God, with every passion of your heart, with all the energy of your being, with every thought that is within you, and with all your strength. And this is the great and supreme commandment. And the second is this, you must love your neighbour in the same way you love yourself. You'll never find a greater commandment than this. Now, I've, I've heard lots of people preach on this verse but it's only really recently that I realised it says that we've got to love other people the same way we love ourselves. I've never actually seen that until really recently because every sermon that I have ever heard on this verse has been talking about how we've got to love others. But actually, we don't really have capacity to love others if we don't like or love ourselves. Do you love yourself in a healthy way? Do you like yourself? So many of us instead struggle with self-hatred and we don't like ourselves. We're uncomfortable with who we are, what we look like, how we are. We haven't learned to truly embrace how wonderfully we have been made. Did you know you've been wonderfully made? No, you're not convinced. That was not convincing. (laughs) In Genesis, God said what He created was good. And then in the Psalms, it says, You formed my innermost being, shaping my delicate inside and my intricate outside and wove them all together in my mother's womb. I thank you, God, for making me so mysteriously complex. Everything you do is marvellously breathtaking. It simply amazes me to think about it, how thoroughly you know me, Lord. You've informed every bone in my body when you created me in the secret place, carefully, skillfully shaping me from nothing to something. You saw who you created me to be before I became me. Do you love yourself? not in a selfish, prideful, arrogant way, but in a healthy way that you're kind to yourself. You speak kind words to yourself. You take care of yourself. You're in a dialogue. Is it accepting and caring of yourself? Or are you really unforgiving of your own actions? Do you always find fault with yourself? It's important to learn to love our own uniqueness. Be yourself. Everybody else is taken. 
And when we don't love ourselves, it's very difficult to have the capacity to love and accept others. Know your worth. You are not who you feel you are. You are who God says you are. You are greatly loved. Who does God say you are? For some of us, it's time to stop partnering with lies that have been spoken over us, that we're no good, never amount to anything. Can never do this, that, the other thing. Actually, we can do amazing things when we agree to partner with God in the truth that He speaks over us. Staying in connection with yourself by one, agreeing with God's opinion of you. By two, by being honest with yourself about the things you feel and allow any struggles to be brought into God's light. And three, learn to celebrate just how wonderfully God made you. Yeah? Yeah. All right. How about connecting with others? Connectivity is a massive part of modern life, isn't it? And actually we've got more ability now to connect um, through electronic means than we've ever had. But we've never been so disconnected. (laughs) Ellen DeGeneres, who knows who she is? Even she says something on the topic. I'm saddened by how people treat one another and how we are so shut off from one another and how we judge one another when the truth is we are all one connected thing. We can all hide and go into avoidance mode when relationships break down and think that if we just leave them, they might just come right over time, often being unwilling to confront difficulties. And the illusion that everything will just turn out magically without having to communicate thoughts, feelings and needs in a relationship is an immaturity that will make true connection impossible. See, and you can't actually share your true thoughts and feelings with someone and you can't hear them share it if you don't know what your own true thoughts and feelings are in the first place. That's why I started with being connected with yourself first. In Proverbs it says, So above all, guard the affections of your heart, for they affect all that you are, and pay attention to the welfare of your innermost being. For from there flows the wellspring of life. In our society, there's a true, definite trend of disengagement. All around people are disconnecting or disengaging in spite of us having the most superior, sophisticated communication systems. A 75-year-long Harvard study showed that connection is crucial and the more areas in your life you can make connection, the better. The study found strong relationships to be far and away the strongest predictor of life satisfaction and the means to a fulfilled life. I don't, I've never heard of anybody on their deathbed saying, man, I really wished I'd worked another hour or made another million but there's many, many stories that you hear of people on their deathbed saying, I so regret not fixing that broken relationship. I so regret not spending more time with my children when they were small. I so regret not visiting my parents 
before they passed away, when they were old. Did you hear that, guys? <laughs> Connection is crucial. And the more areas in your life you can make connection, the better. As we consider others' needs, serving others and take our eyes off ourselves and contribute to others' well-being, there can be actually amazing joy. But what are some of the hindrances? Uh, <clears throat> I've got a couple of little comic strip things on there. Um, the first one, yeah. I now pronounce you husband and wife. You may now update your Facebook status. And uh, why do they call it social media when it prevents you from going out and meeting people? And then the next one. She never clicks like when I post something on Facebook. <laughs> and what have you done with your life? Didn't you read my tweets? Social media is highly addictive, but largely fantasy. It's not really the real world. It's removing us from genuine connectivity and producing a poor imitation, unfortunately. And misunderstandings happen and regularly, which often could be cleared up with a simple face-to-face -face conversation, but left to grow in toxicity and suspicion as we hide behind our screens. <laughs> Other things can get in the way of establishing good relationships as well. You know, it could be the need for significance. Hey, you've got to be the top dog. Perhaps it's feeling insecure. Well, I'm not going to go and approach them because they won't like me. They're not going to like me, so I'm not going to go and say hi. And why is that up to me? They should come and say hello to me. Guilty? me. <laughs> the Bible says that you are God's masterpiece. The Passion Translation says it like this, we've become his poetry, a recreated people that will fulfill the destiny he has given each of us, for we are joined to Jesus, the anointed one. How beautiful is that? Another thing that can prevent us from having great relationships is fear. You know, we're fearful of commitment. We're fearful of connection. We're fearful to be known. Really, truly known. Somebody once said, nothing in life is to be feared, is only to be understood. I'm going to skip all that because otherwise we'll be here forever. Um, Perhaps next time you're feeling fearful, perhaps you could challenge your fears instead of letting your fears challenge you. Shame's another thing. We can, you know, perhaps we did something really dumb and so that prevents us having connection with people because we hide. A lot of people hide for a whole bunch of reasons. Perhaps it's difficult to be honest Perhaps they're feeling humiliated and, and they don't want to be shamed in front of people. Perhaps they're too embarrassed to face up. Right. And then there's all sorts of struggles. Life holds many challenges and many things can wear us down and make us tired. And, you know, who hasn't had uh, a relational crash or clash when they've been tired? <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, my kids are pointing at me. <laughs> um, if you don't want me to rat you out here, you've got to stop pointing at me too, you know. <laughs> Sometimes, um, you know, we have relational bruises, unfair situations and conflicts. And sometimes our struggle comes from not knowing what to do in a situation. And, but when I change my goal from connection to distance, the other person cannot do anything right. Let me say that again. When I change my goal from connection to distance, the other person cannot do anything right. So when you've decided that you're not going to have connection with that person, all of a sudden everything they do just looks wrong. Have you ever noticed that? Relationships are the most important thing in our lives. The other thing that can happen is, uh, if you can play the video now, is we can get offended. I've got a wee video for you. Man, this turkey sandwich is so good. I'm so glad we came here. I know the food is always good here, and it's a great value too. Yeah, it is. Man, you guys are always so positive. It's really great. I know some people that are negative and they can't see anything good in anything, and people like that are just not very pleasant to be around. Yeah, you guys, I'm right here. What? I said I'm right here. You guys are talking about me like I'm not here, but I am, and I don't like what you're saying about me. Jeremy, I don't think she was referring to you. Oh, how could she not be? You guys know how much I hate sandwiches and love being negative. What? I didn't know you hated sandwiches. Why do you think I'm eating soup, Steven? It's like 100 degrees outside. Guess that makes sense. Look, Jeremy, I wasn't referring to you, really. You promise? I promise. <sighs> Sorry, guys, it just got out of hand there, you know? I don't want to be that guy, you know, who's so prideful and unwilling to back down and probably pops her collar. You know? Guys, I'm right here. <laughs> Jason, I didn't mean you. Look, I can't help it that I'm better and more confident in everything than you guys. <laughs> and sure, I'm physically built as if Michelangelo chiseled me from stone. <laughs> but don't put that on me. Okay, so you're a little cocky. There's nothing wrong oh, with that. Oh, so the truth comes out. You know what? Most of the time, I'm just acting confident to cover up my insecurities because I don't want to be the guy who's overly sensitive about everything. <laughs> I am right here. Do we know you? You don't even know me. You've been coming here for 10 years and I have all of your birthdays memorized. Happy birthday. We forgot about my birthday. I know. It's not like we didn't notice you. You're clearly not the kind of person we'd all forget. I'm right here. Oh, jeez! <laughs> How long have you been there? I gave all of you guys a ride here. <laughs> I remember being driven here by a faceless orb. Yeah, yeah, I know. Okay, I was voted most forgettable in my high school. Didn't end up in the yearbook. But at least I'm not one of those people who steals food from other people's plates. Yeah. James, Adam's right here. What? Guys, 
we got to get out of here. The movie starts in 15 minutes. Yeah, yeah it looks like we're going to have to take Main Street. The cops just shut down the freeway because they're looking for a homicidal maniac. <laughs> you guys, I'm right here. <laughs> Thanks for watching, everybody. Don't forget to subscribe. <laughs> Ooh, it's so easy to get offended, isn't it? And you know, we can we can read people's um, actions or body language or something that they said, and we can take offence when actually none was even intended. Uh, and sometimes, you know, we can make assumptions about, you know, what the intent was. And when we do that, then we end up projecting onto the other person because we're projecting, you know, our own sense of rejection. Uh, we can under misunderstand. <laughs> we can also feel really rejected. But don't worry if people don't like you. Most people are struggling to like themselves. If you know God loves you, it doesn't matter who doesn't love you. And that is truth. That is absolute truth. In Proverbs it says, living your life seeking what is good for others brings untold favour, but those who wish evil for others will find it coming back on them. I've watched people disconnect, disengage, and things start to grow wrong in their lives and they become vulnerable and they're out on their own. We're not designed to live disconnected. Relationships are so important in our lives. It's only as we understand who we are in God, though, that we can have the kind of relationships and connection that we really long for. God longs for us to live in community. He designed us to live in family. Christianity is not a solo sport. I'm so disturbed that some people think that it is. We need one another. We need the encouragement of each other. We need people to help us out from time to time. We need to be a help from time to time. God longs for us to live in community. The Trinity is a family. And we're not to isolate ourselves, but understand the importance of community. And only as we discover who God says we are, can we be all that He wants. And only through the empowering love and grace can we be like Christ to one another. In Romans it says, Love must be sincere. Hate what is evil. Cling to what is good. Be devoted to one another in love. Honour one another above yourselves. And this is only possible as we learn to love ourselves. And that can only happen as we increasingly believe who God says we are. And this leads me to the most important connection of all. But to stay with, connected with others, just three points. One, take time to build relationships and be part of a community. Two, realise everybody is unique and everybody is on a journey. Three, I want to challenge you to reconnect with some of the people who perhaps you've lost connection with. Perhaps you've had a relationship breakdown in the past. I just challenge you tonight, make amends, be the big person, go to the other person and say, hey, I'm sorry, I really regret our relationship breaking down. 
I really regret and I'm sorry that there's a distance come between us. It might be a family member. It might be someone that you knew a long time ago. I just encourage you tonight. I think there's some people here tonight who perhaps need to do that. And then finally, I come to our connection with God. Most important one and the best one. (laughs) When you stay connected to God, closely united with your heavenly Father, all the power of heaven is at your disposal. Did you know that? Think about that. Think how wonderful it would be to have such harmony with God that you knew what He wanted you to do and your prayers were answered every time. Now that's not something that's impossible. That is not something that is out of reach. That is something right here, right now that we can grasp. Grab hold of with both hands because that's what kind of relationship that God is desiring with us. According to Jesus, the kind of prayer power is available to every believer and it's available to you and to me. And if we will make our union with God the most important thing in our lives, here are three ways you can stay connected to God every day, all the time. One is to stay connected by stopping all compromise. Refuse to allow the things of the world, material possessions, career position, selfish pursuits, ungodly relationships, social standing, to eat away at your time with God and get His Word into your heart so deeply that no one else's opinion is important. Guard your life carefully, it says in Proverbs, and be tender to God and you will experience His blessings. But the stubborn, unyielding heart will experience greater evil. Number two, stay connected to God by praying. It's time to talk to God directly. Instead of relying on anyone else to tell you what God wants for your life, start a direct conversation with Him if you haven't already. I'm always amazed at how many people come to Gideon and I and want to hear from God through us because they haven't taken the time themselves to build relationship with God, to learn how to hear His voice and to learn how to walk in a way that is uh, in partnership with Him. Every single person in this room has the ability to hear God's voice and He is longing to have a conversation with each and every one of you. Tell him what's on your mind. Tell him your concerns. Ask for what you need and even what you want and pray for the needs of others and believe that what you ask will be answered. Number three, stay connected to God by accepting Jesus' love. In John 14, 21, it says, whoever really loves me will be loved by my Father and I too will love him and will show, reveal and manifest myself to him. You don't have to be shy about 
a relationship with the Father. You can be confident of God's love for you and His desire to bless you. He wants to bless everybody. He loves His kids. He loves His children. In the Bible it says, would a loving father give his children a stone when they ask for bread? And some of us think that. Some of us have an image of God that He's always angry with us. Or He's always wanting to punish us for our terrible misdemeanours. But the Bible actually shows us a very different picture that God is reaching out to us. He loves us. And He's longing to have deep connection, deep relationship with us. And that looks like the friendship of a close, close friend. I don't want to cheapen a relationship with God because of course it's much more than that to have a relationship with the creator of the universe. But that intimacy we can all have. Every single one of us. And tonight he's wanting to call each of us into that deeper connection, into that deeper relationship. I believe God is wanting each one of us to look at the relationships we have and the connections. Are they good ones? Are they self-serving or serving of others? Because this can only be done with some good, healthy boundaries in our lives and with the wisdom and knowledge and insight that God gives to us. What are your connections looking like tonight? Connection with yourself? Connection with others? Connection with God? Tonight there is an opportunity for all of us to have connection with God. And particularly if you're here tonight and you don't have a good connection with God, you don't have a relationship with God, there is an invitation for you tonight to come into relationship with the God of the universe. And He's calling you, He's pursuing you. Tonight, if you don't know how much God loves you, I want to tell you, God loves you. He loves you so much. He's longing for relationship with you. It's not about what you do. It's about who you are. He loves you because of who you are. You're his son, you're his daughter. Tonight, I want to give you an opportunity for anybody here who doesn't have that connection with God to come into relationship with God by receiving what He's done for us. So I'd just like us to take a moment. Could have every head bowed and every eye closed. If tonight you are feeling like, I'm, I'm just so disconnected. And I know the only thing that can really fix the connections in my life is when I come into a significant relationship with God.
perhaps you're a bit like our new water filter. Perhaps there's been a problem with the pipes. Maybe there's some blockage in the pipes. But God is wanting to wash His beautiful, clean, life-giving water through into your life tonight. Is there anyone here tonight who would like to make a change, turn away from the life that they've been living and turn towards God? Turn away from sin and from selfishness and turn towards His beautiful love. If there's someone here tonight who would like to make that connection, I'd love it if you'd just raise your hand quickly. Awesome. 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 And I'm just gonna lead you in a prayer tonight. If everybody would repeat after me, that would be so good. Thank you, loving Heavenly Father, for the life that you have given, that you have given us access to through Jesus Christ, your Son. Thank you for sending Jesus. Thank you that He died on the cross and He rose again for my sin and selfishness. And I acknowledge that He did that in order that we might be reconnected with the God of the universe. And I receive Him now into my life. And I receive His love. And I believe from this day forward, my life is going to be so different. Amen. If you prayed that prayer tonight, we would really love to counsel with you. Uh, we've got some materials for you to, to have a look at. Um, and we'd like to pray with you. Uh, I'd like to give you a Bible um, and some other things. So please come and find one of us. That would be awesome. And tonight, perhaps for some of you, you're feeling really disconnected from yourself, really disconnected from others, and there's a lot of pain in that. I believe that God is wanting to bring healing tonight. And He's wanting to bring restoration. He's wanting to bring good health. He wants us in good health, not just physical health, not just spiritual health, but mental and emotional health as well. He wants us to delight in the creation that He's made us. And He wants to share all our gloriousness 
with those who are around us. So tonight, I just want to pray a second prayer. So if we can just close our eyes again. Yeah. Lord, I just want to pray right now for all those who are struggling to love themselves. For all those who are struggling to to like themselves, to love themselves, accept themselves. Lord, I pray that You'd really that you'd release your healing power tonight. Right now in the Name of Jesus, for all of those who are struggling in these different areas, I just pray that you would have a new encounter, that you would have a fresh vision of your life and how God sees you because He looks at you and He doesn't make rubbish. He looks at you and He says, I made great stuff. And tonight for that second group, for those of you who are feeling um, disconnected, perhaps from friends, from family, it's been relationship breakdown, it's been a distance coming. Just wanna pray for you tonight too. Lord, I just ask for in these places, you long for us to walk in harmony with one another. It's your desire that we live together in communities and that we display your love one to another, that we walk humbly and gently with each other. Lord, and where there's been offence, where there's been hurt, where there's been pain, Right now, I just ask for divine and heavenly strategies for us to reconnect with those who we're estranged from. And Lord, that we would walk in humility and go to those that we know that we've offended or hurt and apologise and ask forgiveness. And where people have hurt us, Lord, again, help us to walk in humility and forgiveness and release people from uh, the hurts. And Lord, I just ask that You would do an amazing thing in all the lives here tonight. Your divine purpose is, is that we live so well connected with each other and with You. then can we stand up I just want to finish with a couple of declarations because the thing the antidote to lies is truth 
So it's really important in our lives when lies come into our head about ourselves, about others, about God, that we don't partner with lies, but we partner with the truth. So right now, we're going to say these things together. I am special and extraordinary. I am not average. I have been custom made. I am one of a kind of all the things God created. What He is most proud of is me. I am His masterpiece, His most prized possession. I will keep my head held high, knowing I am a child of the Most High God, made in His very image. I will use my words to bless people. I will speak favour and victory over my family, friends and loved ones. I will help call out their seeds of greatness by telling them, I'm proud of you. I love you. You are amazing. You are talented. You are beautiful. You will do great things in life. Now, I want you to turn to somebody and say, you will do great things in life. You will do great things in your life. Do you believe it? Okay, give the person you're standing next to a hug. And the team are going to finish from here. Thanks for listening.